Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast in which we dig in deep to analyze the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe one minute at a time. I'm Andy Nelson from thenextreel.com. And I'm Pete Wright, also from The Next Reel. Of course, we're looking at John Favreau's 2008 film, Iron Man. And returning with us again, we have the chaplain of the Movies by Minute community, Father David Mowry. Hello again. Hello. Thanks so much for having me back. Oh, it's going to be a fun one uh, today. More juicy stuff in the tent with Raza and Obadiah. Looking forward to this minute. Uh, We are, of course, talking about Iron Man Minute 88. On today's show, the minute starts with Obadiah pacing with much interest around the hollow Mark I suit and ends with Obadiah assuring Raza that his paralysis will only last for 15 something years. (laughs) What a cliffhanger. It is quite the cliffhanger. <laughs> this is, uh, yeah, it's uh, a more, we start off with more of the, just the fantastic pacing and staring of Jeff Bridges, who, I mean, if there's a man who can stare at a metal suit with, uh, <laughs> with more uh, curiosity and intensity, I don't know who that person is. And he just lets Raza talk. Yeah. He just keeps talking. We have a common enemy. Oh, my goodness. Enemy of my enemies, my friend kind of jam. And Raza smiles. Now, I think this is the first Raza smile. I think it might be. I think it might be. He's yeah. so Yeah, he is very dour and very he, serious in the beginning of the movie. Oh, he's a stoic. And here he's, he's trying to ingratiate himself because Raza knows which side of the bread is buttered for him. Yeah. He knows that he's, he's got to keep sticking with stain. In order for his fortunes to rise, he talks about holding all of Asia with just you know twelve or so of these iron soldiers. The thing that makes me think of is how impossible it is to hold all of Asia in risk because it's just a huge <laughs> swath of territory. And boy, if I had twelve iron soldiers in risk, oh yeah, I could hold all of Asia for sure. Just so many points of entry, and everyone wants a piece of you, and everyone's scared because when you hold all of Asia, you get all those armies and the reinforcements. So I, I hear a frustrated risk player in Raza here. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he got into the terrorism business in the first place. Maybe it was risk. That's a, it's, not a, it's not a, that's, that's a short step from frustrated <laughs> risk loser to terrorist. That's, that's what happened in some of the risk cases I've been in. People that's right. <laughs> just take to being spoil sports and holding countries hostage. It all turns so quickly. Mm. Man, does it. Uh, as it does here, uh, you, you've got this great, I swear, the moment, I don't know why I think that it, it works so nicely, but when Jeff Bridges, when Obadiah is looking at the Mark I suit and he is checking out that circle, circle on the front, that hole, mm-hmm. and he just kind of gently puts his fingers in it and looks at it, it's it's very much that realization like, wow, this is this is how he's powering this thing. It, it, it's This is the moment where he's kind of, putting two and two together and figuring out the whole thing. And now he knows what he's going to do. An arc reactor shaped light bulb is going off over his head. We can't see it because the frame <laughs> just cuts it off. But it's yeah, right there though. Swear. Yeah. Ding. <laughs> That's clearly how he's lit. It's that omniscient light bulb light right above his head uh, the, where they're the invisible light source. That's an arc reactor light bulb. I love it. <laughs> yeah he's got the he does have the perfect head to be lit well doesn't yeah. he stain's no dummy he's he's a he's a competent engineer himself he he appreciates weapons and masterpieces of death as raza called it and 
it, it's a testament to his skill. He's able to to look at this, take in the design, and and like a good engineer, understand. Ah, oh, I see what's missing. I know what has to go here because it's missing a power source. What would be powerful enough to? Oh, and in the chest. Oh, mm-hmm. I get it. No, it's really smart, and it's it, it works nicely for his character and for really how the story is going to shape uh, the rest of the script and where we're going to move forward. And I love that he walks over after figuring all that out, and and Raza uh, gives that smile for the first time, as you said, holds up a, a a cup of tea to him, and and Jeff Bridges just gives that fantastic Jeff Bridges smile. I mean, it's just the one that it's it's like you know a war. It's going back to Abu earlier. It's that warm grandpa look that Jeff Bridges mm-hmm. kind of gives Raza as he bends it's down very, and puts his hand on his shoulder. It's very avuncular. You know, you're, here you are, you two old friends playing bridge for years. Another. Having this moment where they're scheming world domination, it's very tender. <laughs> and it's the this is going to hurt me a lot more than it hurts you kind of Ugh. a look, you know. Like I'm, I I really regret that I'm about to do all of these things to you, but I just have to do it. I mean, he's just so warm and and shamed. Yeah, I don't yeah. see a lot of regret <laughs> in Stain's face. I I don't know uh, if maybe it's is it the glowing blue ears that you see the regret in? Because I'm look I'm looking at his face and. I, I see it um and a mask falling away after the uh yeah, it, paralysis as soon as he tone stands goes up. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. As soon as he stands up, that's uh it's we have we we have the uh uh, uh the, the same satin pajamas uh Obadiah uh, yeah. from er, an earlier minute, <laughs> the angry news watching Obadiah. Uh but but the look that he gives, I just really appreciate him and Raza, it's their final moment together. Aww. And Ross is being such a good he's host, just, and he's he being has. a good negotiator. He's offering him tea, and he's he's giving Obadiah a chance to be gracious. I'm giving this to you as a gift because yeah. we're friends, and friends give each other gifts. And of course, the, the thing about gifts when you give someone a gift, you kind of do expect something in return. Mm-hmm. So it's not. But he's too polite to call it a transaction because he Raza is stupidly thinking of himself as an equal. To Stain, that he has something that Stain wants and is able to give him. Right. He just doesn't appreciate how ruthless Stain is. Yeah, he's never realized exactly the 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 steps that Stain will take to get mm-hmm. what he wants. It's really interesting. And this is the moment where, uh, yeah, we do, uh, after watching his ears for the last few minutes, uh, they've always looked pretty clean to me, and they still look pretty clean up through, uh, you know, he he lifts the sonic taser, and then when we cut back to him, mysteriously, he now has blue uh, lights glowing in his ears. These are very well-hidden, uh, I don't know what they are, sonic disruptors that protect his uh, his ears from the damage that he's causing to Raza. I'm a little disappointed that the sonic taser is red and the earbuds are blue. It, <laughs> my my design, my inner inner designer wants those to be the same color because they're a match set, but <laughs> it's a prototype. Okay, so they didn't have time to paint it and make it to scale. I get it. They're still working on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's you know I was uh, I, I was always a little skeptical with this. I'm like, uh, this sounds like this seems like such a comic booky thing to do. Until I started uh, googling sonic weapons and I realized. Wow! Not only are these a real thing, but they're a horrifying thing. You know, they you know people can use these to injure, incapacitate, or kill opponents. They uh, they're still uh, in limited use in or or in research and development by military and police forces, but they have uh, created such things as sonic bullets, sonic grenades, sonic mines, and sonic cannons. 
uh, not to mention long-range acoustic devices that uh, that some ships use to uh, prevent pirates from boarding. They blast it at a pirate ship, and uh, it disrupts their hearing and makes them go away. Ah. I, I, this this horrifies me because the whole idea of being incapacitated because of a noise is just it 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 shocks me that you know that that can do that but it can't it, it causes such severe pain and disorientation that it can totally incapacitate you make you nauseated uh discomforted and uh get to a place where yeah you, you it, even vibrate your eyeballs that's the other thing that Oof. one of them will no, do no i don't care for it i don't care for that at all well it sure is doing a number nope. on raza it really is, yeah. This, I mean, obviously, it's they're they're playing with it in, in the script. They have blood coming out of your, his ears too. I of think, course, they do. Of course, they do. I think the well, oh, you the, you can uh, see it in this scene. You do actually. You're right. You yeah. do see a little bit of blood. I, 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 you know, it's weird. I don't know why I never noticed that. I think I'm so focused on the explosion of veins all across uh, his face that uh, always uh, locks me into staring at them instead. But. It's it's a gnarly look that it, that this does. It's it's quite a number that this sonic taser does on Raza here. I don't think this is FDA approved. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this has been properly tested. This seems pretty dangerous. It's pretty irresponsible of Stain to be using this on another human <laughs> You're right. being. This is the most irresponsible thing he does in the movie. <laughs> Yeah, it's a it it is a an interesting weapon that uh, I think it's one of those things that you you see uh, bad guys using. It's the thing that they they kind of pull out. Obadiah does have that great line that he throws out in Urdu uh, at Raza. In uh, as I have done before, I've talked to the Reddit translator community, and they translated this for me. He says, "The only gift you'll have is this technology." Mm. He goes into his thing, and that's. Mm. That's uh, that's what the that's the gift for Raza is some uh, short term paralysis. I guess it's interesting. It's just short term paralysis for about fifteen minutes. But wow, that oh uh, minutes, interesting. We don't get the 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 unit of measurement uh here in this. That's right. You just spoiled it. But it is short term. It is short term. I mean, it's, it so only lasts for fifteen. It's fifteen something, right? Something. Sunsets. Yeah. New minute. New minute. With with the veins freaking out on Raza's head. I, I worry that the 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 jam would be disturbed by that. That would start to slide off his face with the veins bulging and freaking out like that. Or if he had a bad burn, that we would have extra bleeding from the side of his head as well. Yeah, the the it does feel like that kind of the jam, the spaghetti sauce mess, yeah. whatever it is that's on the side of his face would. It, it seems like it would be so thin that it would disrupt and probably start <laughs> bleeding all over. Yeah, something uh, should have popped. That's what we're saying. So there should have been needed, some sort of pop on his head. Some we needed more popping. some sort of eruption. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did I cross a line there? <laughs> we found it. We found the line. This is it. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, that was the line. Popping veins. It's all right. We just got to back, back Andy slowly up from this. It's okay. Go to your safe place. Oh, yeah. I feel it's it's frustrating because I love the, the hard contrasting light that they're using in here, mm-hmm. but I don't feel... It's doing that makeup job any justice. Oh, it's doing it plenty of justice. It's getting exactly what it deserves. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you get. <laughs> right. This is, right. This is what happens, Hollywood. Now I hope you go to your room and think about what you've done before you make another billion dollars. 
This is it's an awful, it's an awful thing that he does. And I'm really curious. So obviously these guys are super quiet in the tent. It's just this conversation. It's not, nobody outside is hearing any rough stuff. It's just very quiet. So I am mm-hmm. curious. We'll get to talk about this uh, later. You know, what is happening outside? We know oh, that uh, as, as we, as it seemed, Raza's men had uh, Stain's men kind of outnumbered. So I'm, I'm curious yeah, I, I to hope, see. I hope Stain has a plan because he's kind of shot himself in the foot here if he's paralyzing Raza. I mean, we've got all those terrorists outside. Who knows what they're going to do when he finds out what happened to Raza? Oh, goodness he me. Must, he must be terrified. Oh, he's, <laughs> he's, he's maintaining his composure very well. He is a professional. I'd be surprised if he even goes outside the tent. I'll bet he stay, stays in the tent. <laughs> He's going to stay here. He's going to put on the armor and try to yeah. brute force his <laughs> way right. out. Let's work out for Tony. <laughs> it does. It does make me wonder as he does this little sonic taser. Uh, he's he's awfully close to him. Does it have to be uh, like real close to the person, or is this something that actually is affecting other people? Like, what's the range of this thing? Oh, you mean maybe outside? Everybody's, that's what I'm, that's uh, what I'm wondering. Like, is, would you would you say they might be all dropping to their knees, uh, something like that? I, I, I don't know. I'm I'm very curious. I but I yeah. I do wonder what the range is of this thing. Well, we're gonna have to go back and look at all the PMC's ears and and to see if we see any <laughs> right. glowing blue lights in them. <laughs> Check and see if we can find anything in anyone else's ears. That's Absolutely. right. Now, when when Stain talks about technology being the Achilles heel in this part of the world. How long in the past is he talking about here? Because, you know, of course, Afghanistan has long been considered the graveyard of empires. Alexander the Great and the Mongols and the Soviets and now the United States have all gone through there and failed to maintain any kind of control in that country. But if he's talking about technology being the Achilles heel in this part of the world, I, I seem to remember that the United States was happy to give Stinger missiles to the Mujahideen who were fighting the Soviet army. And it seems to me that then technology was not an Achilles heel, but a great boon. <laughs> to all of the people who were fighting off the Soviet invasion. I'm just, I'm not clear on the historical argument that Stain is making here. Yeah. What, what is it exactly is he saying? Because it's, uh, is he saying that they're weak because they don't have the technology and because they don't, it becomes a weakness? Or is he saying their weakness is their draw to the new technology? I don't know. I, mm. I feel like it's, it's the former, but you're right. It doesn't make sense if it is the former, especially coming from the weapons dealer who is selling him <laughs> yeah. all the top end technology to use. That's the problem with the argument. It's because it's a great line and they just needed someone to deliver it, but it mm. doesn't entirely make sense coming out of his mouth. Technology is your Achilles heel. I right. have not built my entire <laughs> fortune in life on peddling technology around the world. I have other baskets that I put my eggs in. Thank you very much. Right. I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> in the West he has more of a technological Achilles heel than Afghanistan does. I mean, one electromagnetic pulse and we're all cooked. I mean, civilization if you know it would break down yeah that's a really good point that i mean technology is we are so dependent on technology that it is a huge achilles heel over here so it's almost that the whole argument should be reversed it's a projection he's projecting i get it (laughs) all right mr stain lie down on the couch now tell me about your father (laughs) right right i see myself in raza every time i come (laughs) (laughs) I just have to punish myself. That's why I push the people in my life away from me. 
because I don't think I'm worthy of love. That's why I had to have Tony killed. I was just afraid of emotional intimacy. I had no idea it was going to go this this particular direction. Right, we're getting a, we're getting a very deep look into Stain's uh, psyche here. This is this is a very powerful moment. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a very funny uh, moment and. Uh... Uh, it, it's 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 just interesting. I mean, this whole thing, it does feel so comic booky, but it's interesting, the whole paralysis thing, the way that it all plays. Uh, it's it's an interesting one that I uh, I look forward to continue talking tomorrow. Do you have any other uh, notes about this one? I, I, I know you'll have your, your uh, Christ in a cape bit for us that I'm looking forward to, but is there anything else before that? Oh, uh, we, we got to talk about the map. What do you think they're going to do with the map on the computer? The map on the computer. It's some sort of a map, right? It looks like a satellite map. Oh, yeah. yeah. What do you think Raza is planning to do with, uh, with, with all of this in, in terms of speculation? Something has to be going on here. And maybe it's just that this is what they use to continue to put together, uh, you know, the the Iron Man. Well, he's got a big terrorist ring to run, so he's got other our other irons in the fire, if, pardon the pun, so, so to speak. Yes. Yeah, he's, he's got to have other projects. So, you know, it, yeah. I'm sure he's, you know, he's a, a modern terrorist, so he's using Google Maps in order to plan his next strike and just to <laughs> figure out the lay of the land because, you know, the, their cave hideout is toast and Tony trashed right. it. So I'm sure they're looking for other places to put these giant shipping containers of Stark Industries <laughs> technology. <laughs> and you'll note they never use anybody else's weapons. They really are single suppliers. It's more of a monopsony than anything else and so uh i i really appreciate their diligence to economic oh. models Stark i engender is good brand loyalty that's right it, the, mm -hmm, the other right. thing is i can't everybody else is using dell i think on the in in the u.s side of the story and this is uh i, I believe an hp it's a pavilion uh slimline i think model 19 uh from 2007 or 8 if, ah, if okay. I was wondering what I'm that right. was. Yeah, and it, it's it's kind of confusing because it's not. I don't think it's one of the current sort of 2009 model lines, appropriately. So, yeah. So it's it's interesting to look at it. They still aren't playing the uh, the you know 24 style good guys use iPhones, bad guys use Android. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I keep looking for that pattern. Is it Dell versus HP in 2009? I don't know. Yeah, they're pretty across the map on, yeah. on everything here. Yeah, it's funny because that screen never changes. Uh, so I, I don't know if he, I, I don't think it's a screensaver, but because it's been that thing the whole time that we've been in his tent with him, but it does look right. like kind of a satellite image of of something. I don't know. It would be great if it were flying toasters. That would be, I think, probably the truest to that. Man, that's a deep cut nerd joke. If somebody is out there, I hope they're raising their hand that they got that. Oh, I am. I'm raising my hand. I remember the flying toasters. <laughs> there you go. Thank you, Father. That's oh, yeah. The, that's what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. Somebody give me a nod. There you go. I got you, Pete. Don't worry. <laughs> Thank you. I got you back. It was those were those were odd uh, screensaver days. <laughs> mm. <laughs> well, the, the the last thing I have about the minute itself, Raza's face is horrifying because of the implications. There's just enough movement in his face that we can see the terror that he is mm -hmm. experiencing in this situation. Just a little move, movement of the eyebrows and just a little bit of quivering with the face. And he's got those wide set eyes. So he's not, he's not, he's paralyzed from the neck down somehow, but everything is, he's still taking in information. He's able to hear Stain, And he realizes, I think that his life is forfeit in this moment. 
Mm-hmm. That's uh, yeah. It, there's something in uh, his whole appearance here that uh, that works. It's and I think it does pair nicely. Even though the 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 burn makeup may be a little rough, you got the veins, and that's scary mm-hmm. enough. Um, and the but then eyes, that, you guys, yeah, the, the eyes, eyes, and that kind of oh. that that almost complete paralysis is it is a pretty horrifying thing to think about. Oh yeah, because his eyes get bloodshot after yeah. the paralysis go thing red. goes off. Oh no. Oh dear! <laughs> oh no, that's yeah. no bueno. No, no. it's the no it's bueno. the uh, vibrating eyes. I tell you, oh, yeah. <laughs> the sonic oh, tasers. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so a little Christ and the cape to, to finish off the minute here. Let's do it. All right, it. so uh, as we talked about anthropology, uh, we talked about Christology. Uh, today, I want to talk about soteriology. So soteriology is the theological term for the theology of salvation. How is it that humans get saved? And in superhero movies in general, salvation comes through violence. Uh, the way we solve the problem is just punching the villain in the face until the villain stops moving. And this is a problem because if you have, if the problem consists of a violent system where pride and envy and anger and the crushing of the oppressed and the innocent takes place through the uh, use of force, the use of power over others, the solution to that cannot be a different use of force and power, because then you're just perpetuating the system of violence. Uh, it's a common theme throughout all the superhero movies because it it makes for good entertainment watching. Look, violence has been part of human entertainment since we first started telling stories. I mean, chess as an ancient game is an abstraction of combat on a battlefield, and it's one of the oldest uh, games that's played so wild, uh, widely now. Uh, the the cave paintings we have are, are symbols of of hunts of animals. So there's been uh, an understanding of violence as part of the human story and part of narrative and storytelling as well. But in terms of putting an end to the problems, we see uh, the problem with using violence as a solution in this movie. Tony, as a weapons developer, makes a new kind of weapon or to save himself. And because he's an engineer and because he has to refine his design and and iterate and redesign and iterate and redesign, he hones this weapon rather than moving out of the the weapons program altogether. Now, he tries, but the, the trustees and the board outvote him. And so he can't go to a peaceful route in transitioning the company away from weapons development into something else. So his solution then is not to leave everything behind, not to leave weapons altogether, but to perfect this one weapon that he's already come up with. This is in contrast to the way that the story of Jesus tells us that we are saved, that Jesus comes and suffers all the consequences of our violent system. He endures mockery and shame and humiliation and powerlessness and injustice. He takes that all upon himself in order to take into his very body the violent system that keeps us oppressed. And he does so as an innocent victim, not as a participant in the system as as so many heroes do through face punching. 
And then the the salvation comes from the fact that he then rises from the dead. He rewrites the rules. Force and violence and power and sin have not had the last word. They are not the be-all, end-all, but that life and love and the power of God can overcome all of those things. It's the end of the world as we know it. The world's no longer defined by violence and face-punching, but now it's defined by this pattern of new life after death. So it's one of the reasons why, to skip several movies ahead, it's why I like the ending of Doctor Strange so much. The hero saves the day not through violence or use of force. He finds a clever way out of that situation because in a straight-up fight, Doctor Strange is no match for Tormamu. It's just there's no contest. So there has to be a different way of saving the day, a way that uh, – shows precisely that there has to be an end to the cycle, that even though Dormammu and Doctor Strange go round and round and round trapped in this time loop, it's only when a cessation of those hostilities, when the violence comes to an end, that that cycle is broken. I love that because, it, you know, violence it, in so many ways is such an easy out because oh, sure. it, from a storytelling perspective, it's conflict. It's the easiest, it's most oh, natural yeah. form of conflict. And mm-hmm. you know who's good and who's bad as it's resolved. And Doctor Strange is such a great example because they give us that same conflict in violence, but it's resolved in a way that is downright clever. Mm-hmm. It's, it's perhaps why we have not yet had a superhero movie win Best Picture. We came so close this year and oh, right. not not happy with how the oscars went anyway uh <laughs> we came very close this year but i think perhaps there is this bias against the action movie the 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 explicit fight scenes in these movies because it is an easy way of doing conflict you know the academy of motion pictures wants to see a more nuanced approach to conflict which is why the oscar bait movies are these dialogue heavy character studies because you can get into conflict in a way that isn't about the big budget blowout action scene mm-hmm that's just my thought. I can't read the minds of the Academy, especially after this year. Oh, oh gosh. Don't. Yeah, don't. Don't try. <laughs> oh, man. Trust me, there have been uh, enough <laughs> enough conversations going around in our uh, Discord channels uh, about all of that to uh, to last a lifetime. Quite quite a lot of interesting thoughts. But I think that this is all uh, it is. It is very interesting looking at uh, him this way and just the the way that that they they take these uh, superhero movies and the and the way that you can find that and especially and actually this is I think going to be a conversation we can certainly turn to uh, in a couple minutes as uh, as we kind of continue our conversation about the film because I do think it, just looking at how uh, how Tony looks at everything mm. now as a as a weapons manufacturer and we've already seen that I mean he got so furious at seeing what had happened that what does he do he puts the suit on and just goes and destroys everything and blows it all up and so i it, it's a it is a mentality that i think uh, uh, certainly affects tony and uh, and one that we will be able to look at more uh, coming soon mhm well uh father david uh thanks for joining us again this week it's my pleasure uh, thank you very much for inviting me in. Thank you very much for the cup of tea. I noticed you got some blue lights glowing in your ears. Should I be worried about that? <laughs> oh, don't worry. Those are for Pete. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> those are for Pete. Wait, why uh, am I laughing? <laughs> I don't know, but uh, I love that. Um, <laughs> do you want to remind everybody where they can find you online? 
Uh, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Father Mowry. That's F-R-M-O-W-R-Y. And if you want to uh, have an argument with me over uh, the your interpretation of soteriology of superhero movies, I welcome the conversation. Uh, I bet those would be fun ones to jump into. Well, everybody, that is it for today's show. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe to the show for free at marvelmovieminute.com. Join us over in our Discord chat room and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Next Reel. And if you like what we do and you want to support us and get some cool stuff, become a patron over at thenextreel.com slash Patreon. Until next time, true believers. True believers.